0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Morning
1: Breath. This is Chris Johnson, and I'm filling in for your beloved host, Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Honored to be here today with you all, and even excited more so that I'm not doing this alone. I'm with my friend, Pastor Christian Herson co-hosting with me today. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Excited to be spending time with you and our yeah.
2: friend Nick and be able to get in the Word together. What a great
1: thing to do. This is a joy and yeah. a privilege, and I'm Absolutely. honored to do it. Man, g- good stuff, Nick. What you eating? Are you eating some more chocolate? Uh, chocolate Hershey's hugs. <laughs> yeah, how they nice. treating you over there, brother? They're good.
0: treating me good. good breakfast man. of champions. I
1: love it. Breakfast of champions. Come, Starting the day out right. Sounds
0: like familiar or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Deja vu. Deja yeah. vu. Yeah. I think is that yesterday you? you were doing that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome. <laughs> good stuff, man. Enjoy that 22 year old metabolism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, morning breath uh, is not just for consuming chocolatey goodness, yeah. but hopefully for consuming the words of God, which are spirit and. Life and health and flesh to our bones and um, so incredibly powerful. In fact, the name of the Morning Breath program came from a verse in Scripture that says that all Scripture is God breathed and is useful and uh, many things that choose for for correction, edification, equipping that the man of God may be complete. And so, thank you for just devouring the words of God with us. That's yeah. why we're doing this together. And. It's, um, it's awesome to do this. So basically, Morning Breath is a ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and we'd love to—maybe you've been listening to this thing for a day or a minute or for a decade, and you haven't been connected to a local church—we'd love to invite you to come be a part of what God's doing in this family of believers. We're following Jesus as best as we can over here at East Coast Christian Center, and we're called to build a life-giving church at last. We'd love to do that with you if you're not connected somewhere. Go check out our app. We actually have an app on the App Store or our website, eccc.us, and you can learn a little bit more. There's tons of events going on. There's past sermons, past Morning Breath episodes, things like that. Um, you can also follow us on social media and all your accounts that you follow there, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or give us a call at 452-1060 if you want to learn more. We also have some really neat events coming yeah, up, absolutely. and I'm, I'm excited to hear about this. Pastor Christian, what's happening this yeah, summer? Yeah, for
2: sure. The biggest one we've got at the top is our Kids Camp, which is June 6th through 10th, and that's out at our Coco Campus location on Friday Road. And this is um 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., which is great. It's an all-day event, so you're not having to pick the kids up midday at lunch. You can be able to get through your workday or whatever it is, yes. and the kids are out there. And special, this event's filling up, so make sure you get to it quick. But we got a special for your kids, especially if you have a bigger family, which the first kid's $99. The second one is 75 And then every kid after that is free, which is awesome. Yes. We also have our TNT Youth Conference coming up in July. So that's July 11th through 13th. It's going to be incredible. This is not a traditional summer camp that we've done where we've gone away, but this is a conference here where we're going to a theme park. We have an incredible hip-hop artist named KB yeah. who's going to be there during the HTA, week. We have, baby. It's awesome, man. We've got uh, guest speakers. Pastor Chris is going to be speaking. We've got a bunch of incredible speakers that are going to be there. And for your teenagers who maybe want to have more of the traditional camp experience. We do have a different package where they can stay overnight at a hotel out at the beach, have some extra experience. And so, of course, go to the app, go to the website for yes. all that information. Prices do increase on June 1st. So that's coming right up. Make sure you get on there and get that signed up.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Man, I love what we do around summer around here, yeah. especially to pour into the next generation. For sure. I am a product of that, as are you, Christian. Yeah, you for know, sure. Being all the camps. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Life-changing. It is. So, and seeing
2: our kids do it, too. Like, our kids have those life-changing experiences in those environments. It's yep. it's incredible.
1: And I'm looking at your kids, and we're both with a graduating yeah. senior as yeah. of last week. And, yeah, it's crazy. And thank God they're following Jesus, yep. and, you know, thank you, Lord. So, yeah. man, get your kids here to Kids Camp and Youth Camp. And uh, we're going to get right into the Word today. We're in Luke chapter 14, and there's a good break after the 20, 20th verse. Yeah. Christian's going to read the front half, and I'll take the back half. I'm in the New Living Translation. What'd you, what'd you bring to Yeah, New Living, NLT. Beautiful. I love it. it. Me too, great. man. Well, I'm going to get you started, Christian. All right. Uh, as you read from Luke 14, I say unto you. Read, sir.
2: All right, verse 1. One day, one Sabbath day, Jesus went to eat dinner at the home of a leader, of the Pharisees, and the people were watching him closely. There was a man there whose arm and legs were swollen. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in religious law, is it permitted in the law to heal people on the Sabbath day or not? When they refused to answer, Jesus touched the sick man and healed him and sent him away. Then he turned to them and said, Which of you doesn't work on the Sabbath? If your son or your cow fall into a pit, don't you rush to get him out? Again, they could not answer. When Jesus noticed that all who had come to the dinner were trying to sit in the seat of honor near the head of the table, he gave them this advice. When you're invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. What if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? The host will come and say, Give this person your seat, then you'll be embarrassed and you will have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. Instead, take the lowest place at the foot of the table, then when your host sees you, he will come and say, friend, we have a better seat for you. Then you will be honored in front of all the other guests, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then he turned to his hosts. When you put on a luncheon or a banquet, he said, don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich friends. For they, for they will invite you back, and that will be your only reward. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then, at the resurrection of the righteous, God will reward you for inviting those who could not repay yes. you. Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, What a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with a story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guest, Come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another
1: said, I just got married, so I can't come. Amen. Verse 21. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, There is still room for more. And so his master said, "'Go out into the country, uh, country lanes and behind the hedges "'and urge anyone you find to come, "'so that the house will be full. "'For none of those I first invited "'will get even the smallest taste of my banquet.' "'A large crowd was following Jesus. "'He turned around and said to them, "'If you want to be my disciple, "'you must hate everyone else by comparison. "'Your father, mother, wife and children, "'brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. "'Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple.' And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him? And if he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Salt is good for seasoning, but if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? Flavorless salt is good neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown away. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Amen. Wow. Here he is. He's he's at it again. Lots of red letters. Absolutely. Lots of truth bombs. Lots of parables and invitations. Um, I love to just see Jesus in action, uh, questioning with this, with this Pharisees and uh, more continuation, even what we talked about yesterday yeah. and some things. But a lot of new stuff too, so I'm excited to get into this with you. Pastor Christian, when you were reading this, what kind of stuck out to you? what got God yeah. breathe on?
2: I love this section in verse 10 where he talks about taking the lowest place at the foot of the table and then when the host sees you, he'll give you an opportunity to come up. And he says, yeah. for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exhausted, exalted. And it's this idea of the first will be last, the greatest, the least. And we see this with John where he must increase and I must decrease, and it's a great example as it's counterintuitive to the world we live in, and just the natural propensity of humans to be able to want to put themselves first, or to be able to be seen, or to be able to like, well, I want that seat. Like you and I are in a, a phase in life of you know forty and forty-two years old, yep. where you're looking maybe for what's the legacy? What's the accolades? What's the thing that I've earned and worked at to do things? And I love that I've seen you, Pastor Chris, in many examples where we're sitting at a table and there's a meeting and, you know, I've seen you take a, a folding chair, a pull-up chair, or like <laughs> take a spot almost on the ground. And I'm like, no, and I'm trying to fight you to give you a better seat. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'll take this one. And it's like, man, I'm trying to honor you here, but you do exhibit this well. Thanks, and brother. I, I will, My some of the people at church will tease me, not that I have the plushiest seat but I like a seat where I can see the door because I like to see what's happening it's like a security thing and so it's like you know Nick has tried to take my seat before and joking maybe he don't even care why he's sitting there but just to do it but it's like I don't want to try to prefer myself over others but really to be able to prefer them and then that's going to be an incredible witness people are going to see that as I'm not self-serving or I'm not trying to exalt but I'm able to put someone else and then God is really going to be the one who's going to get the glory God's going to be the one who's going to get the credit it. And it's good for me to, yeah. to be humbled in that way too, to just live that way. It's like, Hey, mm. it's not about me anyways. Like
1: bring it back to the, the heart of things. I love that you shared that, uh, Christian. And thank you for the kind words. Um, honestly, I'm like you and I'm like every other person listening with, with red blood in our body Yeah, is we want to be noticed. We want to yeah. be seen. We want to be important. We want to yeah. be significant. Absolutely. Um, I'm an Enneagram two with a wing three, yeah. as far as my personality yeah. motivation goes. And that that wing 3 is the achiever that oh, yeah. wants to be recognized for Absolutely. achieving and so i feel the desire to be seen and commended for things now that's not a bad desire but what happens is we can look for that desire to be met yeah. in unrighteous ways and it's just it's it there's there's desires in all of us that god put in us we, we were made to crave him mm-hmm. and The enemy's plan is to get us to go to a different source. Jeremiah 2, God says, my people have committed two evils. One, they've forsaken me, the fountain of living water. And two, they have dug for themselves wells that don't hold water. So here is, I think, an invitation from Jesus into making sure we're aware of not digging false wells that yeah. don't actually hold water. You're just going to keep thirsting for more accolades, more achievement, more yeah. recognition if you keep pursuing it yeah. uh, from people. And I've done that. And you know what? I remember I just had a conversation with my son who graduated high school. Yeah. That's quite an achievement, yeah, 12 absolutely. years. And, you know, there were some honors and some recognition yeah. along with that and stuff. And I know your, your son is, yeah. again, no different. I mean, the accolades and the achievements. Yeah. And uh, I, I pointed him to a speech I saw from a young man a few years ago on YouTube. You should check it out. And it's basically the valedictorian of his class. Yeah. And he gets up there, and he's like, a year ago they told me I was in the running for valedictorian at my big private Christian school, and I thought, I want that. And I chased it, and I got it, and it felt great for 15 seconds. Yeah. And then the 16th second came, and I realized what I sacrificed to do it. Yeah. And I had let the most important vital relationships in my life pass, like my my walk with Christ and dear friends that I missed time on because I was too busy achieving. And I just, I pointed my son to those things. And I pointed myself to those things yeah. because the praise of man is a broken well. Mm-hmm. Men's recognition will feel good yeah. momentarily. Heaven's recognition will feel good forever. Yeah. And there is an invitation from Jesus to take a low seat and not be recognized by yeah. men to force God's hand to recognize you. Yeah. And there's some faith in that. There is a, I don't need men to see me if I know God sees me. And that is a place where we could we could be invited by Jesus to live. And trust me, we all feel it. I feel it. I am the first to tell you. I, it felt good to have Christian brag on me on the radio. Yeah. You know what? That's great. And to God be the glory, yeah. right? Any good thing in me is all his fault. But at the end of the day like I want the Lord to talk about me. For sure. Do you see do you see my son Christian? Look at the way he walked into the room, found who was in charge and said, "How can I serve you?" Because yeah. that's something you do and I'll just return the favor not not because you did that for me, but because I see you do this. Every time you walk into a room, you're asking who's in charge. How can I serve you? Do you need help? Appreciate that. That is humility. That's the lowest seat, right? Not, can I be the guy in charge? No, can I do an invisible hidden role of servitude? And I think you probably feel like I do. Like I'm doing this because I'm fighting against my propensity to want to push to the front because I know it's Christ-like. And at the end of the day, the goal is to be more like Jesus. And, And this invitation of taking the low seat reminds me of a book I read recently. And I want to share this book. Um, I would encourage every man listening to this to get this book, mm-hmm. and every woman listening to get this book for an important man in your Come life. Come on. It's called Becoming a King yeah. by Morgan Snyder. Awesome. And this book changed my life. I read it last year on sabbatical, and it was incredibly profound. Yeah. And one of the things of the book, one of the big takeaways is you you need to measure your life not by what you're achieving, but by who you're, you're becoming. Yeah. And... That is awesome. Well, one of the things he said is a principle should be in your life as a man of God to take the lowest seat until Jesus makes it impossible Mm -hmm. to to take any other seat. So here he is. Jesus is telling him, come in here. And he's quoting actually something right out of Proverbs. In Proverbs 25, verse 6 and 7, it says, Don't demand an audience with the king or push for a place among the great. Mm-hmm. It is better to wait for an invitation to the head table than to be sent away in public disgrace. Yeah. And Jesus embodied this. Philippians 2 tells us, and I know we're going off on this humility thing, That's but it's, it's it's so important and yeah. it's so powerful because God gives grace to the humble. And if you need grace, raise your hand. My hands yeah. are up. Both. The best way for me to get God's grace is to be humble and yep. admit that he is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I need his awesomeness Absolutely. to impact my life. So. In Philippians 2, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ, who though— he was, he was equal to God, did not consider yeah. equality to be something to be grasped for, but took the form of a servant, was obedient even unto death. Jesus claimed, uh, Jesus clung to a towel more than he clung to a title. In fact, yeah. he called himself a son of man. He downplayed his role. And I think there's a reverse pride that we can get into, and I'm not encouraging us to go there, because we need to say and see about ourselves what God says and yeah. sees about yeah, us. Yeah, that
2: thing can get destructive too hundred percent,
1: hundred percent. And I've done that too. Yeah. Uh, but the, the real thing is, is how does heaven see me? And, and the, the key word is see. Yeah. One of the names of God is Elroi, the God who sees me. Mm-hmm. And if we can understand that God sees what is done in secret and yeah. will reward it openly, we don't have to look for open reward for yep. men. In fact, in verse 14, or uh, excuse me, not 14. Yeah, it's verse 14 of the chapter today that you just read, Pastor Christian, was then at the resurrection... Uh, of the righteous, God will reward you for inviting those who could not repay yeah. you. Even that humility led you to see people that were overlooked. Yeah. Because what happens when you see God seeing you, you start to see who God sees. Absolutely. Jesus said, when you have a, van- a banquet, don't look at who everybody else is looking yeah. at. Let's bring the wealthy. Let's bring the influential. Yeah. That's going to make me look good and be more visible because I'm around visible people. Yeah. No, look for the invisible. Look for the overlooked. Look for the outcast. That's cool. And watch what happens when the God who sees all, El Roi, the God who sees Will notice you in yeah. that moment. And that's whose eyes I want to look, uh, see looking at me. And those are the most holy, rewarding eyes that will ever see uh, who you are and who I am. And so I, I love that you brought that right up. Yeah, that's
2: up. cool. And I think about the wells that will never be filled. I thought about Jesus
1: going and saying,
2: hey, I've got water that will truly yes. you know, quench your thirst when he's talking to the woman at the well, and that this is the living water, and he's really the one that's going to satisfy you That's right. when you do it unto God, not yes. unto a man, and so that's that's cool, that blessed me a lot, just unpacking that and thinking about God's perspective on this thing is, we tease a little bit about that WWJD, you know, what would Jesus do, <laughs> but it was, even though it became commercialized and a little cliche and something that we may poke at a little bit, it's so great just yeah. to think about when you see all these red letters, how would Jesus Handle this situation? How would Jesus interact in our church today in 2022? How would he act in the office environment? How would he respond when people are maybe murmuring or gossiping or talking about this person? It's like, would that grieve his heart or would that make his heart happy? And that's a good reminder of. Let what we do go through that filter and then think about him saying the cost of being a disciple is that when you really want to be his disciple, you, by comparison, he says in verse 26, hate everyone else, your father and your mother and your children and follow me is that it's, it's against what the world says Yeah, is he's counterintuitive. And again, like, I hate to use these cliches, but thinking outside the box, but that's what he did yeah. is it's like, Hey, abandon those things. And just follow me and I'll take care of it. Like seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything else will be added to you. We don't have to follow just the normal way of the world.
1: You know, I love that you shared that. And I don't think WWJD can only have to mean what would Jesus do? In fact, when we read the Gospels like we're in right now, Luke 14. Yeah. Uh, a, a way I like to look at WWJD is watch what Jesus did. Yeah, I like that because That's that cool. well, sometimes you, if you just go, what would Jesus do? Well, I don't know. Well, watch what Jesus yeah. did. Go read. What did he do? He he embodied servitude and humility. Yeah. So he now I know the what sick. He'll do. he did. That's helped right.
2: Brokenhearted, he went around with the the
1: drunkards and the outcasts yes. and
2: those people. Yeah.
1: And I like that you brought that verse out. What a what a controversial thing to say. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? There's so much advice out there about love people. Yeah. So much, love them better, and Jesus is saying, love me more. Yeah. By comparison, it should your love for me should be so strong that it almost would appear, though by comparison, you hated them. Yeah. You know, and he's not saying hate anybody. No. He's saying what I'm encouraging you to yeah. do, though. And Jesus lived this. Yeah. He loved his father yeah. <laughs> so much yeah. that he wasn't slave to the opinions and Absolutely. feelings and perceptions your of men. For sure. That's right. When you know how loved you are, yeah. you're not looking for love in all the wrong places yeah, to on. quote a bad yeah, you know, a song. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, morning breath songs, it, it just comes when I say a word. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a song. So, yeah. But we we, by comparison, need to be so ardently, fervently in love with the Lord that there's just no comparison. There's no context yeah. with our, our love for our, our most important human. And maybe, you know, it's a good invitation for me. I'm, I'm challenged by this. I'm sure we all are. Think about somebody right now, or maybe a few somebodies that you love more than anybody. Like, this yeah. is my favorite person, yeah. right? Well, Not just somebody my, you love a lot, but somebody you like. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. It could be your spouse for you married folk, or you your parents could be your kids, or, yeah. you know, you single folk. Maybe there's just that one friend that you're just yeah. like, I just want to spend my time with them. Or, yeah. you know, you're dating well, it's good. Love them a lot, but love the Lord your God with yeah. all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm sorry and love your neighbor as yourself. There, There's so much importance to order, and Jesus always yep. puts things in order That's for cool. Us. I love, Pastor Jessica brought something
2: out recently and a message is talking about magnify God, which is to literally make Him bigger than anything else. Yes. Magnify God in our hearts. Magnify Him in our minds and our lives is where He's bigger and everything else is smaller. And when we get those proportions right, honestly, everything else works out. Is You don't have to have everything in life perfectly lined up and then God It's going to just pour down. It's like, no, you put your focus on Jesus and things will change. Same with getting in the word. Like it is incredible. There's all these statistics about when you get in the word daily, even not just like three or four times a week. But I just heard this statistic recently Mm. is when you're in the word five, six, seven days a week, that your actual joy is higher. Your happiness, your fulfillment, your success in life changes because you have this daily routine and you're getting his word in. As it's been studied out now over like 20, 30 years to be able to say, it will change you. Like, yes. that's our mission here of Morning Breath is for to encourage you guys to get in the Word and for gals to be able to put the Word first and to let this be the path for your life. And this is what you set as an example
1: for everything that you do. You know, and I love that you are inviting us into that. And it, it reminded me of something that stuck out in the chapter, really right as, out of the gate. And it, it didn't happen when I read it last night or yeah. this morning. But when we got here together today to do this program, you were reading in the beginning of the chapter. Yeah. It said, one Sabbath day, Jesus went to eat dinner in the house of a leader at the Pharisees. So he's at dinner, and the people were watching him closely. There was a man there whose arms and legs were swollen. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in religious law, yeah. is it permitted in the law to heal people on the Sabbath day or not? They refused to answer, To answer, and then he did it. And I thought proximity with Jesus yeah. will lead you to the place where can— and this was the question God asked me, and I felt like it would be good to vocalize this— can can Jesus, does he have access to question your beliefs? Wow, that's good.
2: Proximity and to be able to
1: get in there. Yeah. And that's why you need to spend five to six days yeah. a week. And I need to spend five yeah. and hopefully seven. Seven, come on. Getting around in proximity with Jesus so yeah. that he can question my faith. Because yeah. they had a faith that this sick person should be permitted to stay sick because, oh, of what day of the week it was? Yeah. And Jesus questioned it, and they didn't answer it. So I think it's important that we let Jesus question us and bring us into truth. That's good. And we're going to have to take a break on that. So we'll be right back with the conclusion of Morning Breath. You
0: are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts.
2: All right, welcome back. I love that thought that you were sharing, Pastor Chris. And just being in proximity to Jesus as proximity creates intimacy and it yeah. gives God an opportunity to speak into your life. That idea of Hebrews four twelve, that the word of God is sharper than any two edged sword and it can get in there and divide us under, you know, bone and marrow and can really Be a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Let the Word of God do that today, and
1: that really blessed me a lot. Let's get in the Word and let it change our lives. Amen. Amen. And something that's uh, important that we kind of close out today to make you guys aware of, Morning Breath is really designed to help be almost like a workout regimen for you to get into the Word every day. And that's what it's been for over two decades since it started. We want to encourage you guys. I'm going to make an announcement here that's going to be surprising to some. but we are actually discontinuing Morning Breath. Uh, there's been some changes in our seasons around here, and Pastor Dan is entering into retirement and a travel schedule, and so this is our last week of recording. Yeah, And then uh, Morning Breath is no longer gonna air locally in Brevard County. Yeah. However, do not stop getting into the Word. This is one way. There are many ways. Get the Version app. Yeah. There's a link on our website right now yeah. where you can get uh, connected to different reading plans. We want to encourage you to keep training. This uh, this needs to continue, even yep. though Morning Breath won't. And Absolutely. So thank you again, everybody. I know that announcement is heavy and surprising to some. Yeah. But, um, as we prepare to follow the Lord and, and, and where His will is leading us in this season, just continue to pray with us, and let's keep seeking yeah. Jesus together. It's been great being in the Word with you today and yeah. for all the Morning Breaths. Talk to you next time. Thank you guys. Blessings.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the morning breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend to follow along with our daily chapter list. And for quick access to East coast podcasts, events and more download the East coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.